0: This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer.
1: I can think of only one thing that can lift my spirits right now:
2: beer. Beer. Beer.
3: Beer. Beer. beer, beer, beer,
2: beer, 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 beer this beer. is Drink of Ages on ESPN 975.
3: The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music.
2: Here's your host in Luminary, in luminary. John Denman. John
3: Denman. <blowing>
0: All right, welcome, everybody, to another Drink of Ages radio show. We are live here at Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive. Uh, man, if you ever want to see what beers we have on tap and half the stuff we've been drinking, you can get the tap list over at drinkofages.com. I am John Denman. My producer, DJ Muskrat is hanging out tonight playing all the badass music that you're going to hear throughout the show. Uh we have a big anniversary party coming up, so some of the music you're going to hear is a couple of the bands that are going to be on the show, so you'll listen to some Journey Agents when you're sitting there and you hear some good baby-making funk music, then you know that's the Journey Agents. The other band's going to be the Lime Traders. Fantastic. They were here, they played on uh, what, a couple shows ago they were over here, and a good group of people and playing some excellent music, so you're going to hear that during the breaks. This actually is a special show because this is number 200 somehow we've done 200 of these radio shows uh it's been it's been fun we've gone from several stations and now we've been on espn for over a year and man muskratz i mean you've been you've been part of this gig for for a while now so yeah time flies man and and when I, i may have mentioned this on another show that uh, I thought it was year three, like three-year anniversary, until I started thinking back about anniversaries because uh, the first show that we did was a big-ass beer fest party at House of Blues, and that was an amazing time. Foundation room is kind of fuzzy, but it was, it was fun. Second year, we were at Petrol Station and did the anniversary party over there, and then I was thinking, well, what do we do third year? And I was like, oh, that's right, I bought a pub. And that had me a little preoccupied to not do an anniversary party so i did a little birthday party because my they're close to the same my birthday and so that's really the only thing that we did so this year we're going to go all all out and we'll talk about that later in the show Uh, but yeah this is number 200 and this show is sponsored by rogue l's chocolate stout and my guest this week is justin stapleton from kprc Howdy, howdy. He may have a few thoughts on Rogue L's Chocolate Stout.
1: I do. It's quite good. I've, I've, I've sampled a few in my, my days. For, for those that do not know, uh, I actually was working out in Eugene, Oregon, before I came to the great city of
0: Houston. Which Eugene is a pretty excellent place to live. It's
1: not bad. Uh, it's it's uh, a little rainy, good portion of the year. Uh, but that just means that you have more time to sit inside the wonderful craft brews that are dotted throughout the city of Eugene. So, it works out.
0: Eugene, we, and I think, man, last time we were on, we probably talked about it. And yeah. But the, um, uh, we went camping in and, and Sisters. Oh, yeah. We, man, my buddy of mine went camping in and Sisters. And the Beautiful next, country. Next day, we wake up and, you know, we're just camping, hanging out, drinking, having fun out there. And yeah. And um, one of the people that were out there, they're like, "Do you see any bears?" It's like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> were, were we supposed to? And they're like, "Yeah." Yep. Like, oh, <laughs> damn. Glad we uh, made enough noise, maybe to keep them scared off.
1: Yeah, it's. Um, I'll tell you, you know, I I I'm originally from Ohio, so I'm a Midwestern kid. I grew up in the suburbs. We didn't have bears. We barely had like a like a Bob Evans at that point. You know, so <laughs> it's it's so moving out to Oregon. It, it really is God's country, you know, like you move out there and you, you, you I want to say you, you earn a new respect for Mother Nature. And as cliche as that sounds, there were a number of um, stories that we would cover in the news each and every year where either someone would get mauled by a bear or what was always the real popular story was folks that would go out backpacking in the wintertime would get lost and then they'd eventually the forest service would find them in the spring when, once the snow yeah once yeah. the snow thawed and they're like oh there's that dude and like every single year you know and it's just one of those where as, as 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 macabre and terrifying as that sounds that's a real you know that's a real thing that happens out in the northwest and out in the west there so i think people that are from that area really respect nature a lot because she ain't uh, she ain't kind sometimes out there you gotta really kind of watch the p's and q's when you're out there um similar to here obviously with the floods in that you know you can't just kind
0: of be driving through things you're like oh that looks i think i should be okay nope no you're not yeah but man the the floods though floods around here is more of a recent thing i I grew up here in houston and i remember as a little kid there was a nice big flood and we lived off a of hardy Toll road in Canino. and so there's the streets were flooded and we just went and played in and i remember that yeah uh, spring creek when we moved on the north side of town spring creek was flood and we'd go back there and stupidly play in that because that's where the critters are too john by yes, the way yes a lot but i what this guy that we were out there like one time we we're out there and i was like man guys this is really dumb because i you know we had our surfboards paddling out not into the big river but getting to the river and i was like man, this is dumb we're gonna get bit by a water moccasin or something yeah and he's like oh snakes don't bite underwater i was like man i think you're wrong <laughs> you know, no, I, they really, will. I really think you're wrong on that the you know the interesting thing is
1: uh, last april remember we had the big floods come through in april and i was out reporting it on uh, clay road out on highway six going into bear creek reservoir right and standing out there, and I'll I, I tell you, best investment I've made so far in the city of Houston as my time here as a meteorologist, mm-hmm. is hip waders. About <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. bought those at REA, REI one day. Uh, I've used them a number of times in, in, in flood travel. But uh, getting out there, I'm doing one of the live shots for, for one of our newscasts. And I look and I see this this, what looks to be sort of like a mound of dirt that's kind of floating on top of the flood water. Kind of rolling past me, right? I was like, well, that's kind of odd. Dirt's fairly opaque. Doesn't necessarily always float on top of the water. So being a scientist, I'm like, what's going on here? Let's go poke that. Yes. So as I get closer, I realize this dirt is moving and sort of like convulsing. And what it was is it was a mound of fire ants that were all trying to get on top of each other to stay out of the flood water. So That is
0: not what you want no. in your uh, little, little, your little suit, no. little waiter.
1: So there's that out in the floodwaters yes. as well for your for your viewing pleasure.
0: On top of everything else, that gets washed. <laughs> the gators, the <laughs> moccasins, and <laughs> yeah. everything else at that point. Yeah. yeah. Now that's it's that that flood, the tax day flood was. Um, it's crazy. It was it was crazy, and crazy. and I was like, well, I'm, I have a four by four, a decent. You know, an FJ, so it's raised up nice. I was like, I'm going to drive around and see what's up. So I went in and came to the pub and drove up here and and was sitting here, and somebody comes open the door like, hey, you open? I guess so. Yeah, why not? Sure, I'm here. Next thing I know, we had, you know, 40 people hanging out because we were the only place open. Yeah. Turned out to be a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) Bet it did. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, but uh, the thing is, it definitely – I don't remember a flooding like it used to in Houston, and, and now with all the construction going on and everybody building up just a little bit higher, yeah, it's definitely, we're flooding a lot more.
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, you're going to get that any time you take away, um, you know, grass and trees, and you just replace it with concrete. Concrete doesn't absorb water. It just runs it off, so yep, you have a you know, what is soon to be the third largest city in the country with a, an enormous amount of concrete, <laughs> this is going to be a problem we're going to to On a have very deal flat with. surface. On a very flat <laughs> yes. surface. This, unfortunately, is going to be something we're going to deal with for a good amount of time here. So, yeah. so in, in that regard, uh, come to Drink of Ages and drink up when drink it floods.
0: Up. Hey, you know what? If the barstools flood, then we're all in trouble. And everything's south of here. I hope you have your life around. Yep. <laughs> Alright, let's take a quick break. Uh, grab another beer and Get back. Man, we might have to talk a little bit about beer. Yeah, sure, why not? Eh, maybe. Drink your babies. Be right back. <music> Troy Witherspoon from Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company is here to tell us about a new badass beer.
2: We have Big Black Cowbell coming out on draft. About a week after that, you'll be able to find bombers. Big Black Cowbell is a hoppy American stout. This beer may come across intimidating at first, but really it is enjoyable across a plethora of occasions. You can whip it out at dinner parties, your mom's birthday party, first dates, graduations, you name it, it's a Big Black Cowbell.
1: This is Chris from Beers Looking at You, the newest craft beer spot in Clear Lake, Webster area. If you're coming down to Galveston or stopping by NASA, check us out every day, noon to midnight. You can bring in your own grower. You can pick one up here. 39 taps to choose from. We're half beer store. We've got everything from Houston, Texas, and beyond. Be sure to check out our live draft list on our website, beerslookingatyou.com, or through the Digital Pour app. Hope to see you soon. Thanks.
0: Everybody, you are listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show. I am John Didman, and we are hanging out with Justin Stapleton. He is the meteorologist over at KPRC. So craft beer
1: aficionado at craft the Craft beer aficionado.
0: Well. He loves some good beers. Comes from, yeah. yeah. well, you're talking about from Ohio. Ohio's, man, there's some great beers brewed up there.
1: And I'll tell you what. What's interesting is in the last couple of years, I'm from right outside of Dayton, Ohio. There have been probably upwards of eight to ten new craft breweries that have opened up over the last two years around the Dayton area. Uh, When I went home last time for Thanksgiving, my sister and I went out, my baby sister, and we tried a couple of different ones. And I got to tell you, they're dynamite. Like They're really, really good. They're making great IPAs. They're making good lagers. They're making great stouts. Real cold in Ohio most of the winter, John. So you, you gotta can have enjoy some good of, stouts. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have something that's really gonna kind of beat you through the winter. And I'm, I'm I'm very proud to say that you know Dayton's finally starting to, to kind of catch up with the rest of the country in the craft beer industry. So I
0: have a friend that uh, from elementary school, and he moved up to Ohio, and he came back, brought me some beers, of course some Jackie O's and some other stuff, and just, they're all really good. And and he's like, man, you need to come up here. You need to come up here for a weekend. Yeah. And just hang out.
1: There's a really good one for folks if you're traveling in Dayton called uh, Toxic Brew Company. They make a dynamite IPA. Their double IPA will punch you in the face and then it'll tell you to get up and then drink another one. And it's really, really good. Super hoppy. A uh, little sweet on the back end as well. They've got sort of a.
0: Uh, so it citra you in hybrid. the face and then it helps you back up. It does. It, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's just an equal It's like, come on, beer. get back up.
1: Yeah, it just lets you know, I'm going to hit you. I'll help you up, then I'm going to hit you again, <laughs> so be ready for it. But, uh, it's you know, it's a great tap room. Uh, re- it's it's in an area of downtown called the Oregon District. <laughs> Funny enough. Excellent, there, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, there there's probably about four or five new craft brews down in the Oregon District that have all opened up now. And similar to what I think Houston's trying to do with some of their – Newer craft brew, and obviously the you know the big guns, your Eighth Wonders, your St. Arnold's, your Carbox and whatnot. They're trying to make places where people can hang out, so that it has a feel of a neighborhood watering hole, neighborhood hangout, but also can distribute this unique and fine quality craft brew.
0: That's where the when the, with the law change in uh, last year, I guess at this point, that where brew pubs. Brews can operate as a brew pub and actually sell their product out. That definitely changed the landscape for a lot of Texas and the, the brewery scene because now, I mean, not just here, but Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, and these little small towns, Brenham, you know, where they yeah. have these little excellent places where you Magnolia. Can Yeah, Magnolia. And it becomes a nice little local hangout. And like I said, just a great little watering hole. But they're, they're the good thing is that they're making good product. And if they weren't doing that, then they wouldn't stay in business. But they're making good product. The you know, people do. I mean, the community supports it, and then they can take beer home with them.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, it's something that people in, in what I've talked to in, in doing this series that I'm doing now, a lot of the brewers have said, almost to a T, and I ask them the same question, John. I say, you know, what, what made you want to get into this? What makes this brewery special? And almost to a brewer, they all say, we wanted to make a neighborhood spot where people feel comfortable but at the same point feel like we're making something that's a good quality product and so it, it kind of melts the two together you know
0: Justin Sableton is hanging out with us and no yeah, I absolutely agree and and uh, seeing so many different places you with the series you're doing what's brewing in Houston uh Man, you've been to a couple places so far, and and but I'm I'm kind of I'm with you, man. The the common thread of all the breweries is that I've done interviews now for four years, as a matter of fact, since this four year anniversary coming up. That that yeah, it's it's for one, they all have this very unique passion for Mm -hmm. their art. The the second thing is they come from a background where they don't want to sit in an office and do jobs. So, I mean, it, it definitely brings in a unique type of person and personality to, to do it. And But the good thing is the personality, they're, they're all fun. I yeah. mean, it's the most unique, fun people that, that you'll come across.
1: And, you know, doing this, and for those, of, for those folks out listening to this here, if you want to find out where that is, you can go to clicktohouston.com and do a search for What's Brewing in Houston. You can find all the brewers you do. You can go to my Facebook, my Twitter page as well. And see what those are. We, we actually got an opportunity. It, it's funny because the whole idea John started was we were sitting at, at, of all places, we were sitting out at No Label Brewery out in Katy. You know, got to know Brian and Jen Royo pretty well, the, the founders and whatnot. Again, and so,
0: really interesting, fun people. Yeah, yeah, interesting,
1: fun people, you know, really passionate about beer, really passionate about Katy and the neighborhood and community. And talked to a couple of folks out there one day and just happened to say, hey, have you guys tried some of these other brews in Houston? And they say, oh, you know, 8th Wonder, for example. And they say, oh, I've never heard of that. And I thought, well, that's kind of curious. So in town, at 8th Wonder, talking to someone, and I said, oh, yeah, great brewery out in Katy called No Label. Have you heard of it? And they, no, I've never heard of it. I don't know anything. And so I thought, well, this is silly. We've got these great breweries all across the greater Houston area. Nobody knows about these. So I thought, you know what? Why not let's put together a series for some of the newer ones that have opened up and let's show people breweries that literally may be in their neighborhood that they don't even know about. And so that's kind of where the idea started with this point. And, and I got to tell you, we've had an enormous response. We've, we've gotten a chance to check out uh, Eureka Heights. Uh, great place. Great place. Yeah. You know, Probably one of my favorites so far. They're all good, but fantastic Casey Boats has just got something going right there as well. Yeah. Um, you know, 11 Below, which is, is out towards uh, Fair
4: at that yep. point. Right Beltway 249. 249.
1: Yeah, out on 249. The guy uh, Bryce and the guys out there are doing a great job, doing good beer. Uh, Backfish, which is down in Pearland near Friendswood. In my neighborhood. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, I have had, I've had more of a response from that one from people that have said, I literally live two blocks from this, and I had no idea it was here. And I was like, you need to go see Chris and Darcy and everybody because they're making some amazing beer and it's a great neighborhood hangout
0: yeah backfish backfish is uh really kind of quiet in their approach to everything which which i can absolutely respect and uh like brian and chris yeah, talking to those guys a lot they're actually coming on the show for the first time in a couple weeks and that's because they're like yeah let's just do this first let's just make beer first and then once we get it out there but uh we were hanging out at the brewery a couple of weeks ago and left us. like oh, that's a good day to grill some steaks and stuff. So we stopped at the HEB at Pearland Parkway. Doors open up. You had to walk around the backfish fish cans, you know, <laughs> six-packs that were sitting there. Yeah. So, They are definitely doing some good stuff down there.
1: And they are. And it's really been interesting from, from a, a news standpoint, from my standpoint here, is to see sort of what's the philosophy of the brewery and what do they want to do. You know, obviously you said they've been canning down at Backfish, getting some of the other stuff. And same thing as you get up to 11 below. Now, contrast that with some of the other breweries, uh, let's say more of like I mean, under the radar. One of the brand new ones that's just opened in Midtown at this point, I talked to Herb Garcia, one of the co-founders and managing uh, uh, owners and whatnot, and he said, you know, we're good where we're at. At this point, we're going to kind of just take things slow, and then we'll sort of develop as we go you know and, and I think that's kind of the cool part it's all based on what do you want like what's your end not even your end goal, but what do you want your brewery to be?
0: Yeah, what do you want it to be what what kind of brewery do you want to start off with and then let it grow like, the organically word are people are still using that term for stuff
1: I, I uh, like the term yeah. I think it's good, but <laughs> it's good we, we, we use it in like social media research. To, Organic, organic lights and whatnot. Yes. It's, it's the big buzzword of 2017.
0: We'll bring it back. Right, let's take another quick break and we'll talk more beer and breweries because, uh, yeah, let's get back to some Eureka Heights and then Sigma. You also stopped by Sigma, Justin. So. John Dimmon, your host, uh, Kevin Muscratch, the producer, and our guest today is Justin Stapleton. We'll be right back. <laughs> wake and bake from buffalo body brewing company is one of my favorite beers that's being made around houston right now delicious and troy witherspoon is going to tell us more about that one
2: yeah sam's wake and bake is our sam's daily cream ale uh it's 5.8 percent sam's wake and bake uh we take temperado espresso coffee beans from amaya coffee roasters uh madagascar vanilla beans so this beer has a beautiful coffee nose finishes soft like vanilla and uh, still clear like uh, that beautiful Sam's Daily Cream Ale. Hey, good beer
0: drinkers! This is Garrison, the head brewer at Spindle Tap. If you're digging IPAs these days, you should definitely try our new West Coast style IPA, Hop Gusher. You're gonna get a lot of dank tropical notes from the excessive amounts of Amarillo, Citra, and Mosaic. We just started canning it last week, so come pick it up fresh from our brewery at 10622 Hirsch Road. You can also get it freshly poured at Drink of Ages Pub. Also look for it at your nearest grocery store soon. Check us out at spindletapbrewery.com. Drinking Bages, we are back on. Hope everybody out there is drinking some really delicious beers. Uh, there's so much stuff going on around Houston right now, and and you got to make sure you're at a place that is supporting some of your local breweries. That's and right. man, I mean, there's so many good ones out there. Uh, but right now, I am drinking. Not a local brewery, but my friend. But Kat, it's really good. It is though. really good. Frank Cat really Conrad from Laganitas came by and dropped it off, and it is their Imperial Coffee Stout. And
1: you know, which is funny, John, because I, I'm actually tasting a little more chocolate in that versus the coffee. Not as right? much coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm so, and it's funny that you said it was an Imperial Coffee Stout because last couple of sips I've had of it here. I'm thinking, like, man, there's a lot of chocolate in that as well. Like, almost like cocoa nibs. You can you can kind of taste as they put it in there. And
0: I think maybe, yeah, I'm gonna let this one warm up just a little bit while I'm drinking my Josh the Guava King, which there happens to be one of my favorite beers available right now. And that's which from is, Clown Shoes. You
1: know, that's another one. It 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 like I feel like a lot of East Coast breweries get a bad rap because everybody is so hot on west coast brews right now they're like oh west coast the best coast and you know and, and obviously i i i have some biasness cuz i spent the last 7 years in the northwest right so i'm used to those those are good but i got to tell you clown shoes they're making some darn fine beer right now uh uh high res as we said out of yeah, brooklyn point, new york yeah. or 6 point thank you they're making some really good beer dogfish head always, always. one of those Sort of sneaky, East Coast breweries out of Delaware that people think one most people. I bet if we were to take a poll, the folks here listening to the the uh, broadcast here in Houston may not know where Delaware is. Mm. It is on the East Coast, <laughs> uh, but they are making some amazing beer as well. So I think there's a lot of you know East Coast brews that are making good beer. It's just interesting because you can really tell a, a definitive. Style between East Coast and West Coast brews.
0: There definitely is. Um, one of the, the the new style coming out though that has become the hottest new thing. In which it depends on who you ask. It could be a New England IPA. It could be a Northeast IPA. The the big hazy juicy IPAs. And yeah. we uh, we're talking about Eureka Heights. You know their business time is kind of close. It's delicious beer. Yeah, delicious beer, but not yeah. quite that big juicy hazy you can't even see through it yeah it looks like orange juice yes kind of kind of beer so waiting on one of these local breweries here to do it
1: i you know i i think there's a couple what's interesting in this whole series in this whole experiment sort of that we've done here is is that we've noticed that some of the breweries have been more apt to be experimental others have felt like it's more in in, in their business plan, in their line of where they want to go is to kind of hang back and sort of make beer for the masses. Um, so, I don't, you know, and again, I don't fault them for that. You know, it's, it's, your, it's your brewery. You do whatever you want with it. Uh, but I do think there are a couple out there that are going to be willing to take those chances to see what they can do. Um, I got to tell you, before we go any further on this, th- this whole craft beer series that I did, I, I simply was nothing more than than sort of like the face that actually drank beer in this in in the series I want to give a huge shout out to my partner in crime uh, one Brandy Smith she is a a reporter anchor producer extraordinaire from the great state of Oregon so she knows beer but she actually helped an enormous amount to, to kind of get this off did a lot of the uh, filming and producing of this we shot the whole thing on the iphone these are great so if you, yeah so if you Very go nice. yeah so if you go to click if you go to my facebook you go to my twitter page and you look at these and you say hey that's pretty good those are all shot on the iphone all digitally based
0: yeah what's brewing in houston yeah what's what brewing in look houston for. that's
1: kind of what we designed it you know so i think there are some breweries out there john that will be willing to do that it seems like there's a few that are willing to take some chances um, I'll be curious about which ones those will be, though.
0: I, I like to see, uh, you know, of course, Brash. Everybody wants to bring a Brash in their IPAs, right. uh, But they're making phenomenal beers. Uh, their IPAs and stouts cannot be beat. Uh, they're, no. they're phenomenal brews. I like uh, Eureka Heights. Yeah, their little thing they're doing. They came out with some very wonderful beers. Yeah, uh, doing great things. I would expect them to come up and be some. I guess some more creative bre- beers coming out of them.
1: I, and I think they're going to. I really do. Uh, you know, for, for those that don't know, uh, Casey, the head brewer for Eureka Heights, uh, used to be one of the main brewers at St. Arnold, similar to the, uh, the, you know, sort of designer-creator Brash. You know, so they have sort of splintered at this point. When we were there doing the piece, we had talked about the idea that with St. Arnold, one of our favorites is... Art car IPA. And Casey actually kind of laughed and said, I designed that beer. That's my beer. So if you like art car, you're going to like the things at Eureka Heights. Because I think Casey what Casey's done there is he's piggybacked off of that and sort of splintered into a couple of other uh different really, really interesting taste profiles at that point. You know, business time, as you and I have talked about. One of their good IPAs. Moo Caliente. Moo Caliente, which you have on tap here at Drink of Ages which is outstanding. It's a stout, but it's got some cinnamon. It's got a little bit of chili flake in there as well, so it just gives you a little tickle at the end. A slight
0: little burn just to go, oh, wait, I need to drink this down.
1: You know, and I think in in the the couple years I've been here in Houston, those are, to me, the biggest surprise beers I've had. I'm really starting to enjoy the ones that have a little bit of punch at the end. They have a little pepper, uh, you know, no labels, uh, Don Jalapeno, or what the Hatch, I think, are great examples of that where you you get a really good, bold, upfront, crisp taste. But you get that sort of like tickle and you get that little bit of burn on the back end of it there. And it's it's
0: a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it just enough burn to make you want to drink more.
1: Yeah, make you want to have another. And I got to tell you, like I think it was last year's Don Jalapeno uh, batch they had at No Label <laughs> was really strong. It, that one had it, a lot it, of heat to it. A lot of heat yeah. to it. Uh, I've tried this year's. It's not as much. So if you're not a huge fan of like an enormous amount of heat, you may like this one. If you still enjoyed the beer itself, sort of you know a little little pepper with your with your lager. Uh, I think I think they got something going with it this year. So,
0: yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I, I like I like the fact that the breweries are well. A lot of breweries are now experimenting more, and it might be the market you know, has a lot to do with it uh people wanting different beers and everything but the the one brewery that absolutely stands out in Houston that has done amazing beers and to me like some some of the probably more than anybody else Buffalo Bayou.
1: Yeah. You know and, and, and when we we went and shot at Buffalo Bayou, we talked to them about what they do, they said their idea or I guess their mantra, their philosophy you want to call it that, is creativity. And they said, we make creative beers, we put flavor pairings together that you wouldn't think would work, and we make it work. And I got to tell you, like, they really do. You know, their, their, their beer, obviously they have like a more Cowbell, which is just your good standard, you know.
4: Stand, Shotgunnable. Yeah, stand yeah, your hair up, double IPA, IPA yeah. you know, it's great. Uh,
1: but they've got a blood IPA now, like a blood orange IPA. So good, yeah. Yeah, that they have on tap. Uh, their cream ale, which is outstanding. And they just they put combinations of things together that you would go, this won't work. But they make it work.
0: Figaro right now is is what everybody needs to go out and drink some. Turkish figs. I think that one's like 9%, something like that. Delicious. Yeah, I mean, doesn't drink like that.
1: We were we were shooting a couple that day, so I didn't get a chance to try a bunch. But, uh, again, I think – Buffalo Bayou is another one of those neighborhood watering hole joints where if you – chances are, if you're listening, you live near that neighborhood. You don't even know they're there, and they're right there, right off of I-10, and it is a great place to hang out. Very dog-friendly, very kid-friendly. That When we were shooting there, they had a number of uh, bikers that had just stopped there. They were going to go on their next place, and then they had this huge – caravan bus that dropped off about 60 oh, wow. folks that were all j- on a pup crawl, yeah. and that was their next stop, you know, and it's just, it's a it's a good neighborhood spot to hang out on a Saturday, or any other day for that matter.
0: All right, Justin Sampleton from KPRC is our guest. We're going to take another quick break, and we'll get back, man. We'll wrap up the show, talk a little bit more beer, and actually do a little mention of the festival here on Saturday, that if you're listening, you better come out, to Drinking Bages, our brewing company up there up in conroe is making another badass beer heather is here to tell us more about that one
5: so upcoming we have the uh, third release of our new art can series um, which if you're not familiar with involves uh, us pairing up with a local houston artist to design a special unique label for our can and then we put a unique one-off beer in the can so third installation is called half nelson ipa So this IPA is half Nelson Sivan hops from New Zealand and half mosaic. So it should be pretty citrusy, floral, delicious. Um, And then on the can, we have our in-house Southern Star associate actually designed this can. His name's Keith Amador. So he did a really cool uh, luchador wrestling half Nelson design. So uh, pretty excited about it, actually.
0: That's going to be available in cans and in drafts. So you can find it all over Houston and actually a lot of other places.
5: We'll have it at uh, any local HB's, Kroger's, uh, major grocery store chains, bars, uh, Drink of Ages pub, I'm sure. (laughs) So check us out.
0: Hey, we're down here in Dickinson, Texas, at a new winery and cider company, Duo, and we have the owners, Craig and Raquel, hanging out. Tell us about your company.
5: We have over 20 varieties of wines from our family vineyard.
3: We currently have our Rodeo Star brand hard apple and cherry ciders available on draft and 16 ounce cans with more delicious varieties on the way.
5: We are open from Wednesday to Friday from 4 to 10 p.m., Saturday from noon to 10 p.m., Sunday from noon to 6 p.m. Check us now on Facebook. Venha nos visitar.
4: You out of my mind.
0: Everybody is having a good time out there tonight. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show. I am John Denman. DJ Muscaraj my producer. And our guest tonight is Justin Stapleton from KPRC. What's happening? Uh, Man, so I've seen Justin bouncing around town this week, you know, because it's Super Bowl. And since we're on ESPN, we can touch base. A little bit about football. Now, don't true. get me wrong, I can't wait for it. I, I'm a big fan of be great. sports and everything By else. the way,
1: I am still wearing my makeup from when I was on TV today. Bro. You look really good today, man.
0: I, yeah, I have great complexion right now. Yeah, the lighting in here does, does well. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yep. And I know we're on radio, but I'm sure they all understand and they can agree. They do. Uh, yeah, so, so you've been bounced around town. What, what's been the most fun thing so far that you've seen out there?
1: Um... You know, I I think the coolest thing that we've seen, honestly, the neatest thing I've seen so far, John, has been the fact that Houston's boys and gals in blue, the HPD, has done an incredible job of keeping that whole area at Discovery Green, which is where the Super Bowl Live is, where the NFL experience is at the GRB. They have done an incredible job of coordinating blocking off a large portion of downtown which if you live in this city you understand you realize downtown is just crazy anytime because it's downtown right i mean we're in a massive metropolitan city but the amount of coordination that they've done is pretty incredible so I, i think that's one of the coolest things uh on a personal level i will tell you that we've done live shots over the last two days over the nbc suites and I've gotten to share the rooftop with Charissa Thompson, who you may be familiar with. She's on Extra with Mario Lopez, and she's on the uh, Fox NFL Sunday Show. Uh, we're besties at this point, so <laughs> we close your ears. <laughs> uh, no, she's actually very sweet. She's very nice, and it's just funny. It, you know, as a news person, it's kind of cool to see someone that does. A national TV show, kind of go through the same things we do. You get a script; it may not be correct. You do fifteen takes, and the wind's blowing in your face, and you have this huge light as well. You know, and it's just (laughs) we're like kindred spirits at this point. You know, we're dealing with the same thing. Yeah. Uh, But I will tell you the the really the neat thing I've seen so far is just to watch Discovery Green transform into this NFL masterpiece that they've created down there. If you've got kids. You owe it to yourself to go down and just check out what's going on in Discovery Green and the NFL experience. Like it, it is it is amazing. Like they have The NFL, for as much as they get bashed, rightly so, for what goes on, uh, they do it right for Super well, Bowl. Well, I
0: mean, they definitely put on a good show. They put on so an amazing show. No matter – I mean, every Sunday they put on a good yeah. show.
1: Yeah, and, and, and so far, uh, I, th- I honestly, John, I think the Super Bowl is going to be awesome. I, I think everyone's like, oh, it's going to be great. They're going to be – Tom Brady's the greatest ever. We'll <laughs> see what Rogers got to give him the,
0: you know. Nah, listen.
1: Yeah, no, that's a really, it's a really bad Boston accent.
0: Yeah. I'm not even, I'm, I'm trying to guess what, what accent that was. Especially yeah. you don't. You know
1: what, look, I'm. I'm, yeah, I'm maybe a, it was
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm
1: a, I'm a, I'm a clown shoes and some Lagunitas deep at this point. So Tom Brady,
0: get to the chopper. Yeah. He'd
1: be like, throw it to Chris Hogan. He's open <laughs> over the middle.
0: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I
1: honestly, John, I think it's going to be a great game. I, I, I think it's going
0: to be a shootout. I hope so, man. I, I do hope too. so. But I, I, I don't think Patriots are going to win. I don't either. I um, think Atlanta's going to pull it off. Yeah, I really too do. bad because I was going to make a bet with you, and now I can't. <laughs> 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 I'd
1: love to bet, but I really do think yeah. Atlanta's going to win.
0: Oh, well. No, uh,. Um, uh, no, it's pretty fantastic, and I agree with you, man. With the the city of Houston police officers, what they've done, and and not only that, when when you walk up and you actually be like, hey, where should I go? They're just like, oh yeah, man, just come right over there. Yeah, and they're so accommodating. Very accommodating. They know where to go. Because I pulled into uh, in my neighborhood. There was a Winterfest, and I went to drop my kid off, and that police officer said, "You can't park here." I'm like, "I'm not parking. I'm dropping off." You need to move. I'm like, "I'm just. Uh, where do I go?" You know, and it wasn't as accommodating. Yeah. So it's nice to see that they're dealing with, you know, ten times the amount of people. An
1: enormous amount.
0: Yeah, and doing such a great job.
1: You know, and the other thing is too is that the amount of security concerns that happen when you have a Super Bowl, like, and this is the part I think that most people don't understand. Is that and I I heard earlier this evening on NPR uh, police chief Ed Acevedo talking about this. And he said, look, he said, for all the police officers you see, there's a ton more you don't see. Yeah. And he said, that's good. He said, if you don't see us, that means we're doing our job. So, you know, I I think that's been the biggest thing so far this week that I've noticed. Uh, The other thing is, is that people of Houston have really been excited to have people come into town. And kind of experience. I actually talked to these these uh, two girls that were working with Wilson, you know, the 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 football maker. They were from Chicago, and they were like hanging out by the pool, and they're like, "It's twenty degrees in Chicago today. We love yeah. this, right?" They thought yeah. it was great. It's their summertime. Yeah, summertime. So you know, it's nice opportunity to kind of get to talk to some out, uh, outsiders and just sort of say, "Hey, check this out. Check out this brewery. Check out this restaurant. Hey, have you guys tried some barbecue yet? You really should." check out brunch. Brunch is real big in this city. So it's kind of cool to be, I feel like we're all kind of ambassadors for folks that are coming into town for Super Bowl that haven't been to Houston before. Yeah, I
0: I definitely agree because, uh, you know, nation on the national level, Houston is still kind of considered you know Texas and a bunch of this and that and And Cowboys. And it totally
1: flies under the radar. Yeah. 100%. Yep.
0: And for what we have, I still think that we are the best of any city when it comes to food, by oh, far,
1: hands down. I, I've li- I've lived on the East Coast. I've lived in Baltimore near D.C. I've lived in the the dirty South. I've lived out on the West Coast, and I've lived here. And I can hands down say this is the best food city I've ever lived in. Like people don't mess around with brunch around here. Like if you have a bad brunch in the city of Houston. You either go out of business or they burn your place down. Yeah, there would they're be just riots. like get out. Yeah, that, that's no, they're all right. They're like get out down here. Yeah, like, and I love it too because like there's no better meal than brunch. Yep. just none.
0: Well, what, what's next coming up with your with your video series?
1: Uh, so we're gonna try to expand this out to some of the uh, breweries that are a little more on the outside. So let's say Copperhead, Spindle Tap. Uh, Spindle Tap is
0: another one that that has kind of snuck up in. They're making some good beer. Making some great beers. Great
1: beer. Uh, Lone Pine out in Magnolia. One of the hidden gems of the greater Houston area. If you don't know about Lone Pine, you need to find some Lone Pine and get it now. Find some Yellow Rose because it's one of the best IPAs in the city.
0: I, my, my favorite beer they make is Jabberwocky. Oh,
1: Jabberwocky's outstanding. That's, that's it's outstanding. absolutely delicious. It's just it's incredible. So, I mean, they're making great beer, and you literally go to the brewery, and it's like going into a Norman Rockwell painting. It's like a slice of Americana. So we're going to try some of the – we're going to go out to B-52. So we're going to get some of the outskirt ones. Uh, we wanted to sort of start small within the city just for time measures, considering we're getting close to the Super Bowl, a lot of folks in here. Uh, but we certainly haven't forgotten all of our friends on the – on the uh, outer rim as well. So,
0: I mean, at this point you have at least two dozen different breweries to yep. choose from, which is nice, which is fantastic for all of us.
1: And I love it. You know, it's it's this is something that I I came up with the idea and I thought let's see how this works and maybe this will work, maybe it will not. The best part is uh the bosses like it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's always a benefit. And obviously we've gotten a re- I've gotten a really good uh response from the community, the breweries as well, they're real happy so it that makes me happy. Like all I want to do is try to help them get yeah. more people to go, "Hey, let me try this out." Cuz it that's what they're trying to do.
0: Well, what what you bring is a, a whole different crowd that that aren't sitting around drinking those beers. Like I said, that never even knew they were sitting right next to them. And so with you doing this is a great promotion for the brewery and it'll definitely help out the scene. So Thank you.
1: I'm happy to do it.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, man, we got to wrap the show up. Uh, Justin, thanks for coming and hanging out. Always. Anytime. And man, real quick, if you are listening now, come by the pub tomorrow for our four year anniversary party of the show, radio show. We are shutting down the parking lot and if you want to try some local brewery stuff, like Justin was saying that you've never been you know, there's so many there's we have over close to two dozen breweries that's gonna be out here that's within a forty five minute drive of Houston. Well, except for Goliad. They're a little bit further, but a far. I it's like okay. them. They're still uh, they're really good. They are really good. Yeah. The watermelon Goza is just so it's good. It's pretty good. But, yeah, so we're going to have a bunch of local breweries out here sampling somewhere around 100 different beers. So come by the pub, hang out. It's going to be a good time. This show is sponsored by Rogales or Chocolate Stout. You can find it now, man. I mean, it's Valentine's Day coming up. Don't give chocolate. Give a chocolate stout. That's what she really wants. Or he wants, yeah. You know, either way, it works both ways. And uh, man, if you want to listen to any of the old shows, go to drinkbaiters. that is uh, the podcast is sponsored by Buffalo Bay Brewing Company. Again, Justin Stapleton, thanks for coming and hanging out the show here at the pub anytime. And everybody, be safe out there. Enjoy the Super Bowl and get out there and actually go to Discovery Green, listen to some music. A lot of badass bands playing out there. I right, drink Bages, Talk you next week.